Welcome to Treasure Time Podcast, which is all about growing up happy. You're here with podcast hosts Sophia Giblin and Nicole McDonald, the founders of Treasure Time. And they're here to offer advice on building your children's resilience during difficult times. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for bite-sized, playful tips and activities that can easily be implemented straight away to help support your family's mental and emotional health and well-being. Hey, it's Sophia. And hey, it's Nicole. Welcome to the Treasure Time podcast, Growing Up Happy. Today's episode is all about the third principle of treasure time, which is reflecting back the child's feelings. And that's all feelings, good and bad. Now, this episode comes in two parts. It's about recognizing our own feelings in order to be able to recognize our children's. So before we are able to reflect their feelings back to them, we have to be quite good at recognizing how it is that we're feeling. We need to be in touch with feelings and emotions, basically. So when we listen to this episode, it might make you reflect actually on how it is that you relate to emotions and feelings for yourself. Nicole, how did you find it when you first learned this principle in Treasure Time? Well, before getting into the nitty gritty of that, I'd, I'd love if I could share something, a bit of scene setting if you like, a bit of backstory. <laughs> so those of you who listen to our podcast on accepting the child's feelings, well, I've heard that I found it really hard not to paper over with this massive sticky plaster covered in Euro K messages when things went a bit wonky in our family. And in my journey with Sophia over the past four years, I discovered pretty early on in the game that I didn't really have good emotional literacy at all. I wasn't really able to distinguish between feelings and emotions that well or at all, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to totally fess up that I actually had to Google what is a feeling? What is an emotion? <laughs> I seriously had to. And then it made me think, gosh, if I didn't even have the vocabulary to describe those things, it made me like just glance back at life and think, gosh, I haven't paused long enough in life to reflect and give myself a chance to realize what I was feeling in any given moment, except fleetingly especially to push down anything uncomfortable really, really quick. You know, like that game at the fun fair where you've got this massive hammer and you, the little things pop up and you have to squash them really fast to win. You can imagine I am absolutely winning that game. <laughs> so when the challenge of kind of reflecting back the child's feelings cropped up in my treasure time journey, I realized pretty fast that I was going to have to start with accepting my own feelings. And then the boys' feelings. I just couldn't jump straight into the boys' feelings, Sophia. So I gave it a go. And with kind of this degree of neutrality or acceptance, I pretended it was just something that I was observing. And I, I made it a bit of a game because I was a bit afraid of what, what was going to crop up, to be honest, because I'd never stayed still long enough. Yeah, it's a really common thing that we can do when we don't want to or when it feels uncomfortable to acknowledge our feelings is that we just busy and distract ourselves. And it sounds like maybe that's what you were doing. Um, and we all do it. I do it as well all the time. Yeah, um, I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> if you find it really difficult to identify your own feelings and emotions, therapy can be incredibly helpful because sometimes we're just operating on this automatic level all the time of 
parenting the way that we were parented. So just copying um, patterns from our past and then parenting in exactly the same way. So that might look like just copying how your parents dealt with your feelings when you were a child. And also therapy can just, I mean, therapy is for anyone and everyone. I have therapy all the time. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I love going in and out of therapy, especially when there's something difficult going on in my life. It just helps me understand myself better. So that's just something to think about as well. If, if this is a real struggle, then for any of our listeners, maybe thinking about how you can access support is actually very, very beneficial, not just for you, but for your whole family and for your children as well. Yeah, completely agree. I, I found the best place to start for me was ju- just that acknowledging getting curious with my feelings and then talking to a few close friends about uh, and you know that that was the definitely the start of my journey and in those early days there was a strategy a friend of mine Monique who I love dearly we've been friends since we've been about 11 and she recommended this great little technique to me and she said it's just three simple things to do and there was me with my pen and paper and I'm going to write these down number one smile number two smile number three smile again and I was like okay that seems you know as a smiler I thought oh that I've got that nailed already (laughs) but I had to think a little bit more like the first smile what's going on outside so what is the situation happening you know is my hands clammy or you know what's what's going on in the external environment and then second smile what's going on inside is your heart racing how does your tummy feel are you thinking a lot and then what's going on in front of me and laugh so she was like just you know laugh at the hilarity of whatever this situation is just laugh at it and I, it seems really really simple but smile 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 it really really helped me because it gave me the chance to pause and not react to whatever chaos the children were up to and and it was really really valuable and it it also changed my mindset because smiling actually you know gave me those feel-good chemicals I laughed and my body my body sort of reacted to that going oh right this isn't actually the crisis I thought it was yeah And I think sometimes, like we discussed in our last episode, if we, if our feelings were dismissed when we were children, we might not really be in touch with how we feel. And so what we might do is just get triggered all the time. And when you get triggered, you might, there's not enough space to really think about what's going on. And then typically what happens is that you might start shouting. Um, And that doesn't make anyone feel good, but sometimes we don't know why we're shouting. Uh, It just happens. And what it comes from this place of fear and it's almost like genuinely an attempt to get some control back. But actually, I think sometimes it just makes us feel a bit more out of control. And so what we need is that like little pause and bit of space before we start reacting to respond. And that's what exactly what that strategy is that you've just explained. It's like a little bit of space um, before, before yeah. you make your next move, really. And I think when we are in the um in the space where we feel a bit triggered and maybe like fear is rising and we want to start shouting there's no chance that within that we're going to be able to reflect back our child's feelings because the the reality is that we're probably not even in touch with our own feelings at that moment we need to have the headspace to be able to do that properly yeah com- completely and that headspace it can be really hard to to find as a parent 
I actually, it's funnily enough, I started to really enjoy reflecting back the boys' feelings because the actual act of doing this was often enough for us to stop a situation ex- escalating. So in what capacity? How does that work for you? So basically, when I reflect back my children's feelings, it helps them move through the tricky feelings quicker. And also, I think the happy, positive feelings, like I really love reflecting those because then, you know, Callum or Harrison will just come back and get this real sparkly eyes smile back that says to me, you know, yeah, mom, you get it. And that just makes me feel much, much closer to him. And I still, I still though feel like I've definitely not got it sussed. I, I still feel like I've got this really narrow range of emotional, emotional literacy to draw on something that I need to keep working on because I, I, I'm I limited, I find, in that moment of saying very basic emotions like sad, angry, frustrated, happy, enjoying, you know, I, I, I run out very quickly. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's it's not easy to keep coming up with new words, but in reality, children don't need us to go in there with lots of big, long, complicated feeling words either. Sometimes the basics are, are good enough. Good enough. So how on that point, Sophia, how important is it that I get the feelings bang on and describe it right when I reflect back to them? Um, it's not really about getting it right all the time. So that's the good news. You, um, you don't have to always get it right. And the research shows us that we just need to be good enough as parents, which is actually less than 50% of the time. So that is good news, something that we can all take on board. If you get the feelings right less than 50% of the time, you're, you're doing really, really well. Um, yeah, I know exactly. It's such good news. Like we don't have to be perfect. It's not, it's not about being perfect. It's just about trying. Um, and it can be really hard to get those feelings right when you're reflecting back. So you might say something to your child, like you're really upset that that happened and your child will turn around to you and go, I'm not upset. I'm angry. And uh, I'm sure you've probably had that happen. Yes, I definitely have had that. Yeah. (laughs) So what's happened is that you've just kind of missed the emotional cue or you've said the wrong word, but the action of trying is just as, as important as getting it right. So even the, showing your child that you care enough to tune into what is their feeling is, is enough in that moment. And what children will do is they'll naturally correct you if you get it wrong. So that also helps you to learn. So you're teaching them emotional literacy, they're teaching you emotional literacy too. And, yeah, um, and it's, it is great just even having these conversations is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It's, it's brilliant to develop everybody's sense of how to talk about feelings. It's really important. It's an important skill for life. So if we can do it early on, it will just be part of your children's natural mode of operation when they're a bit older. Yeah, that's, it's so funny, actually, because that's something that's happened, I think, as a direct result of Treasure Time with my boys, probably only in the past few months, actually. But they now reflect back my feelings to me all the time. Um, And I was pretty shocked the first time they did it. But, you know, on reflection, I think it is pretty cool to see how astute they're becoming with what's going on for them and for me. And when they reflect back my feelings to me, it does make me stop in my tracks and think, oh, God, yeah, I I am angry with you. I'm angry that you weren't listening to me. And then we can have this quite open, honest conversation and move on 
And it's really great because it's way calmer than how I would have managed these situations before I had the treasure time tools to draw on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important just to say we haven't really talked about what treasure time actually is if you're doing it actively with your children. Um, so what treasure time actually looks like is doing 30 minutes of play with your child every week. Um, and it's a, a particular type of play using a box of toys and the approach that we teach in the treasure time course. And obviously these are things that we're teaching in our podcast as well. But Nicole's been doing this for quite a long time with her boys now. Yeah, I mean, and it is, it's, it's you know, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. I learned so much from, from being with Sophia and, and being on this journey, but seeing my boys recognizing their feelings and my feelings too, it's just, it's pretty amazing. And it, it does make me think that they'll be better set up for relationships in the future. It's like this really healthy blueprint that we can be passing on to our children. Yeah, I was just saying to Nicole what lucky future partners they will have <laughs> because <laughs> communication is such an important part of all relationships, not just romantic, but, it, you know, it can certainly be helpful for when they're grown up and they're adults and they have relationships and then they have their own children as well. This will be something that they just do naturally with their own children, which is amazing. It should be brilliant. Yeah. So what we're doing today is we're sharing a post on Instagram with some of the words that you can use to develop your own emotional literacy, which will in turn develop your children's when you start to get in touch with your feelings and be able to name and label your own feelings. You'll have more words to use when you are reflecting back your children's feelings too. Oh, that would be great for me. I'll check that out. <laughs> um, so next episode, we're going to look at the fourth principle of treasure time, which is respecting your child's ability to solve problems. Fantastic. That would be, that'd be a great one too. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and that you'll come on and post a picture of your playtime this week and tag us at Treasure Time UK. Don't forget to add hashtag Treasure Time for the chance to win the Treasure Time course and a year's worth of membership to our exclusive Facebook community where you can access loads of advice and a weekly live Q&A with Sophia. We'd love it if you'd be able to head over to iTunes to give us a review and share with as many parents as you know, because we want to reach as many people as possible with these skills. We believe that all parents should understand and know how they can apply these principles in everyday life. So please do share and give us a rating as well. We'd love a five star review and some words. And thank you so much for listening. We hope you tune in for our next episode where we'll be looking at the next principle of treasure time. So we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode was produced by a podcast company. If you're thinking about making a podcast and changing lives just like the show you just heard, then make sure to drop me an email, jason at apodcastcompany.com. And let's see if we can help you like we've helped Treasure Time.